Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the OG Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. And for the first time in a long time, I actually have an OG adjacent to me in the same room, right next to me, K to the Scott. Man, what's up, man? You know, I have to actually, you know, funniest part, I have to actually think about, okay, adjacent, perpendicular, parallel. I have to, <laughs> I have to do that little geometry in my head. Like, okay. Don't maybe. Google it because I'm probably using the word wrong. So don't, don't make me look stupid. It's don't make people good. focus on that. Like, that's not adjacent. Like, where do you go to school at? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of school, um, Kay, you're in town because uh, you and I are going to be doing a little speaking event tonight yep. at the University of Utah. Um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that real quick, what we're going to be doing over there? Yeah, so everyone that's listening, we're going to be going to our alum, our University of Utah, at the Hinckley Institute, and we're going to be talking to the first-generation students that are going to college, so I'm pretty sure there's many of you out there that have been in that position, and so we'll be having some conversations about some of the pressures that you may be going through, some of the, the thoughts, the perspectives, all that, right, um, while we're up there giving the students some, some good OG therapy, right, that's to right. how to maneuver through it. One thing I'm really excited about, too, is a lot of the students that will be there in attendance um, have benefited from um, the foster care program. Yes. And so uh, whether it's scholarships, whether it's, you know, different types of things that the foster care program provides, mm-hmm. they'll be there. And a lot of them, you know, have really they've had a lot of tough lives and backgrounds. That's true. And so when we're there talking to them, we're just gonna be sharing a little bit about our lives and how uh shoot if uh, guys like us that were knuckleheads could get through <laughs> it and actually make something decent of our lives, right? you know, then uh, definitely anybody could. So, um, yeah, we, we did it last year in a, in a different uh, way, but uh, our good friend uh, Nate Orchard's going to be with us mm-hmm. as well. So we're excited to do that. So that's why Kansas is in town. That's why I get to have him live and in the studio for the podcast today. Yes. So let's just jump into the topic for today. So today, recently on the podcast, I've been answering a lot of questions from teenagers. Mm-hmm. Once we go to the speaking event, we'll be getting a lot of questions from older teenagers, young adults. Um, but right now, you know, I haven't answered or we haven't answered any parent questions or more adult questions for a little while. So with it being Thanksgiving coming up, we wanted to um, answer a question that I had received a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was before the 4th of July. Mm. And I didn't answer it then. I thought, well, I'll come back and answer it now. So the question in short was, how are you supposed to or how can I enjoy the holidays when um, I'm not going to say who this person was. Um, like to them, but when a close loved one has passed mm-hmm. away, yeah. uh, let's just say it's a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it wouldn't give away. I just don't want to give away anything that could tip yeah, off yeah, who the person sure. is because their situation was very unique. But um, basically, the question was just around like they're not looking forward to the holiday, mm-hmm. and the Fourth of July for them was a big holiday for them and their loved one, and so they weren't looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And so I want to answer this because if they weren't looking forward to the 4th of July because it was the very first 4th of July without their loved one, mm-hmm. then they're definitely not going to be looking forward to Thanksgiving. Definitely not going to be looking forward to Christmas. Mm-mm. Something about that first run around without yeah. having your loved one. And, you know, for our listeners that don't know this, um, you know, Kenneth's mom has passed away mm-hmm. and uh, passed away right when you got done playing college football. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were doing the radio show back then. And, yep. you know, I got to see you go through that and... Uh, 
it wasn't fun. You know, it wasn't pleasant to, to watch someone you care about, knowing that you can't take that hurt and pain away from them. True. Uh, you can say a lot of stupid things to make it worse. <laughs> Yeah. Or you can be one of those OGs in someone's life and just kind of know how to just kind of just be there for them, mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm hoping you'll not hoping, but I, I know you'll be able to weigh in on some things that have helped you. And so I, I just want to pose the first question to you. Like what was that first year like for you um, on the holidays without your mom? And was there one specific holiday that was harder mm -hmm. than others? Yeah. So the first year going through that stage it was challenging. I'm not even going to lie. And it was challenging because, like, shoot, throughout my whole life, we was just always rocking together. That was my road dog, my best friend. People even thought we were brother and sister. That's how close we were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my girl. Yeah. Uh, but the first one, you know, man, someone when I, when I was talking to someone about it, they were just telling me, like, look, don't look at it from a, a loss perspective. Look at it more so of what you gained, right? And what you gained was the individuals that really love you, really care about you, is going to come together with you. Like so, like for instance, like when we were on the radio show, yeah. right? We had my former teammates calling in, yep. my guys writing my mom's name and my number that on their cool. arm. You you chiming in, yep. Sean, OC, you know, chiming yep. in. And so like I gained a whole community around me that helped me feel like even though she wasn't there physically, like you know, figuratively, you know, she was there yeah. still with us. And so, like, um, that was the biggest thing that I took from it, like, getting through those hurdles was, like, even though it was a loss, just look at the, the other side. And so the hardest part of the, the holidays for me was Christmas, right, because she passed away December 29th, and it's, like, right after Christmas. And right now for me, you know, because I had my, my youngest on December 28th, and she passed away December 29th. So really? I didn't know it was that close. Yeah, it was that close. And she was, she, man, my daughter was born at seven o'clock or six o'clock on the 28th. So I thought it was going to be, she was going to end up bleeding into the 29th. I was like, man, that would have been like a crazy, like kind of yeah. life death situation. Thing. That one comes in, one goes out. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And so, uh, yeah. So like for me, I just try to look at the positives around everything. Um, and just try to be around people. That's really what it is. Because I feel like the more I try to like be alone and things of that nature, the more it weighed in on me. And it was more a negative feeling because I'm just soaking in all the, the bad energy. But the more like people came around me, it was able to, you know, lift me up a little bit with some some good memories, some good laughs and things of that nature. And so uh I will say that, you know, don't look at it as a loss, look at more so what you gain from the situation. Okay, so if you looked at that first Christmas that you went without her, mm -hmm. um, like the because it was after when she passed away, like right. in, like that the following yeah year. the following mm -hmm. year. If you looked at that, if you looked at like your hurt and pain and how hard it was on a scale from one to a hundred, let's say it was at a hundred, right? Mm -hmm. um, having friends and having people win and you know be a part of that, you know mm -hmm. honoring your mom and stuff like that. If you had to like put it to a number like how much do you think did that bring it down from a hundred like how far did that bring mm -hmm. it down like how much did that help yeah man i would say it brought it from like a hundred to like maybe cut it in half to like 50 way more manageable way more because i i was gonna say there's no way it took it all away no, it, yeah. yeah it didn't take it all the way but it cut it almost in half and because like during that time uh we were just cracking jokes you know, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, like my, my grandmother's, because this was the time where we moved to Houston, so everybody was out there in Houston, like all my family members. Like, they would crack jokes about old Christmases, and we even brought photos from old days. And so it kind of still had that feeling that she was there, even though she wasn't. And, like, just bring up some good stories, good humor, make people laugh, good food. Um, and so, you know, it just 
it felt it brought it from a hundred to a fifty. Yeah, that was gonna be my next question. Is I've had a lot of clients tell me this, and I've had other people tell me this that one thing that has helped them out a lot is when loved ones that knew your parents mm -hmm. reached out and yep. they told you stories that you didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Was that helpful for you too? Like, oh, yep. we, like your mom's high school girlfriend. Oh, when we were young, we did this. Oh, You're my like, gosh. My mom my, did my that? Mama? Like, oh, Just man. to hear things you haven't heard, was that helpful? Yep. Oh, it was completely helpful. And it's cool because it seems like every year that's been a theme. Like, so if I post my mom on her birthday or whatever, like I have people – telling me new stories about it. I'm like, dang, my mom was crazy. You know, and so... She was uh, out there. She was out there, man. My mom, I was like, You got that dang. gift of gab from her, too. Dude. She loved to talk. And it, she was so relational to it in regards to, like, you know, reaching out to people, she talking to people. Anybody. Literally everybody. I was like, dog, go on, mama. White, black, short, tall. Doesn't matter. Christian you can be atheist. green, yeah. right? All that. And so, yeah, it was... It was Man, all these new stories that come out literally every year. I'm kind of anxious to hear what's going to be the newer one because yeah. I'm like, so I could be able to talk about it more. But uh, it is cool because as, as as much as I collect these stories, I'm able to pass it down. Like, hey, here's some more stories about your grandma to my my little ones um, that you haven't heard, or you can kind of get a concept of who she is. Because you know, the craziest part is um, we was at a wedding at my cousin's wedding actually just recently in California, and my cousin and his and my auntie they were dancing the 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 son mother dance and then yeah. the daddy daughter and it was crazy because uh me and my wife we were just sitting next to each other and we were like man during those times who's going to be the ones for us you oh, know yeah. and then that was a interesting perspective because for her her father's not in her life and it's just her mom right so who's going to be in that father role that as an absentee yeah. right and then for me you know as my mother's gone and my father i don't we don't we don't talk at all like yeah. who's going to be there for me and so you know just those absentees in regards to that but um but um, just just going back to it, just those stories to kind of give our daughters that idea of who she was, what she's about. Because my daughters now, like when they see pictures, they're like, oh, that Grandma Trish and stuff like that. And she asks me questions about her and stuff like that. So it's been it's been cool. So I could tell her these stories and pass it on. And you know your mom's smiling from heaven when yeah. she hears her granddaughter say, that's Grandma Trish. Like, yep. She's like, they know me. Yep, Even though exactly. I'm not there, they know me. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to another question because, you know, sometimes it's it's death that separates us from our loved ones, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's a strange relationship. Yeah. Like with, you know, with your wife and, mm -hmm. and her dad and you with your dad. So um, having, you know, you've experienced both, mm -hmm. you know, losing your mom physically and then, you know, Obviously, and I'm not saying you hate your dad. Or right, like right, that. right. It's just like you guys aren't that close. You mm -hmm. don't really have like, yeah, you're not. He's not coming over, hanging out, mm -hmm. you know, that type gotcha. of stuff. So, um, l hearing this question from uh, a person that submitted it, mm -hmm. um, one in regards to the death aspect and holidays. Holidays are very interesting because holidays usually come with a lot of traditions that family mm -hmm. have. That's true. And it's hard to continue the traditions for some people mm. when the person who started the tradition or the OG of the family mm. isn't there anymore. Right. So this has not been a debate, but it's been a, a conversation I have with a lot of my clients that are going through this during the holidays. Mm -hmm. They're trying to like figure out like, okay, well, do we do the same thing we always did? Or do we start new traditions? And there's been different opinions on both sides. Mm. Some families, like, we want to do the same thing we did with our mom and dad because, like, you know, that would be, like, something to honor them. Mm -hmm. And then they did it and came back. We're like, that didn't go the way we thought it would. Yeah. That actually hurt more than we thought it would. Yeah. So then they decided to create new traditions. Mm -hmm. And so honor, like, it's like that was with her. So we mm -hmm. keep that sacred for her. Yep. So um, the question I have for you is that are there things that you do for Christmas or for any of the holidays to to keep your mom's memory 
And then are there things that you are trying to do different with your kids that you and your mom couldn't do, like trying to create new yeah. traditions? Yeah, that's funny. So like me and my mom, it, it, we didn't really have like a Thanksgiving tradition or like a Christmas tradition. Our tradition was chips and soda. Like, yeah. That's me and my mom's favorite thing. And that's kind of like what my, my um, short story writing is about, like yeah. chips and soda. And it was just all about like, you know, I was my mother's favorite meal. And every time we have chips and soda, we'll just fellowship and talk it out. So me and my daughter's thing is it has something to do with it's not necessarily chips and soda, but it's a snack and like a certain type of beverage. Right. Yeah. Um, early on, it's just like, OK, every week we'll get donuts and, and like chocolate milk or something like that or yeah. Oreos and milk. Like so it was something of that nature. So it's like keeping my mom's tradition of the chips and soda. Like that you connection mentioned. you and your mom. Right. Doing your daughters. And then but we created a new like rendition of it. To like still have that old feeling of what my, me and my mom was doing, but it's a new one created with uh, my daughters, and it's cool because then I can be like, she'll be like, "Why do we do this? Like, where does it come? You know, stuff like that." And I can always tell her the, the history or the story behind it of why we doing it this way. So I cool. like that because that's like that's like you and your mom's relationship two point Yeah. Yep. It's the same thing, but a little bit different, and mm -hmm. you're carrying on that tradition. That's interesting because that's that's like that could be a weekly thing. It doesn't have to be right. like on a holiday. That's true. Awesome. Yep. Um, also, too, I was wondering, you know, again, I mean, I, I sit here on the podcast. I give advice and suggestions mm -hmm. all the time. But you, you know, I'm, I lost my mom and my dad. I uh, lost my mom like 2019. So four years ago and lost my dad seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was different. You, you had a much different relationship yeah. with your mom than my mom. Because when I say my mom, it was my biological grandmother. Mm -hmm. Not that we weren't close, but there's just a lot of struggles in our family mm -hmm. that made it difficult sometimes, yeah. you know. And so I'm just wondering if you could answer the, the question for the person that asked it, like knowing that someone, not just the person asked the question, but a lot of people will be struggling and grappling with this right mm -hmm. now. Like, like, how am I supposed to enjoy these holidays? How are they supposed mm -hmm. to be, feel special right now? If, um, you know, my loved one, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my best friend aren't here anymore. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give to a person that this is their first holidays or maybe it's not their first. It's just, They've never really been, they've never gotten through it. Because some people tell me first holiday is hard, second mm -hmm. holiday is hard, third yep. holiday, it's just unresolved grief, mm -hmm. you know? So, and again, obviously you're not telling them what to do. Right, right. But you said some ideas of things that you've done, mm -hmm. but you talk to a lot of youth, you know, you work in domestic violence, you work in lots of things like that. And mm -hmm. so, you know, imagine you're talking to someone like, man, I'm struggling just, just with this thing and this pit in my stomach. I don't know yeah. how to feel about the holidays. What would be some advice or some suggestions you might give them mm -hmm. to at least bring it from that 100 to more manageable, right? So it's yeah. not overwhelming because you said you don't want them to be sitting in the in the dark just by themselves right. listening to sad music the whole time. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, like, when I think about it, there's a there's a quote that says, um, or, or not a quote, it's more of a saying. It's like, hey, I'll die by you, right? But, you know, I just flipped it to myself. It's like, I'm going to live by you, right? So, if, you know, the person has received, you know, death. I'm like, man, I'm going to live by you. So every day I'm going to keep that connection that I had as if you were still living. And so for me, like, you know, I love Erica Badu because mm -hmm. that's what my mom loved. That's so, good. like, that's you know what I'm saying? Me and my Erica wife, Badu, that's my, my girl. We've seen her like six, seven times in concert. See, I'm yeah. jealous. Yeah. I got to like, see her in concert. Well, but, we'll, we'll take you and the ladies here in concert. Ooh, yeah. Like Vegas, something fun. Boy, yeah. that would be so fire. Mm -hmm. So, like, me, like, if it's my mom's birthday, if it's a certain type of, like, holiday, or something for me i'll take some alone time like for me and to where i can process like those like core memories that i have so i'll go to like some water um and then i'll just throw my headphones listen to some erica badu and just chill for a little bit and i just start singing dancing just had that alone time with me and my mom yeah. and then 
then it'll grow naturally to my family and then we have that time together. But, you know, when I do that for me, um, just finding those connection points, um, it allows me to live by her and like, man, even though she's gone, I'm still kind of remaining, keeping her alive per se, or, you know, that person alive per se by doing the things we once did. Um, but having that, not an adverse, uh, type of feeling more of a positive uplift and upbeat to honor them, you know, type of thing. Well, I mean, it, that's great advice because, like, sometimes you need to listen to sad music to allow the sadness to get out. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you walk around, I'm fine, I'm good, it's all good, <laughs> yeah. and you're torching yourself inside, like, I miss my mom, I'm hurt and pain. Yep. They walk around cutting people off on the freeway, flip yep. people off, get all grumpy and pissed off, right? But something about press and play on that song that, like, when it comes on the playlist, you see those <laughs> Eric Badu songs, and you're looking at it, mm-hmm. probably eight times out of ten, nine times ten, you're like... I can't press play on that song right now. Man, but what you're ooh. saying is that, okay, take deep breath. Like, it's mm-hmm. ready the moment you play that. It brings up the emotions. You cry and smile at the yep. same time. So it taps into that hurt and pain, mm-hmm. but you're extracting it and pulling it to the surface yep. instead of, like, listening to a song when you're angry, sad, and depressed yeah. that hurts you because your mom's not there to talk to you and listening mm-hmm. on a loop over and over again. Yeah, I kind of just, uh, I guess mastered not mastered but like um i put a little twist to it a little bit and like listening to it kind of stimulates me different but man there's like through those songs i go through a spectrum of emotions like you'll see me boohooing and then like two seconds later you'll think i'm like schizophrenic and i'm just smiling laughing she's grooving yeah you know (laughs) then i'll go back crying again but it's just that time it's like my meditational time to just let everything out like cool i'm free i'm good i got it out my system now everybody let's go we can you know, come together and congregate. You know, a couple of things that I do in answering that same question, it's kind of funny because my, my kids now, they're getting older, they're not giving me a hard time about it anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, the movie Moana reminds me a lot of my mom. Because mm. have you seen the movie? No, no, no. I haven't seen the movie Moana, but I know of Moana. Okay, you're not American. Anyways. Um, can't <laughs> I see know Moana, of, man? I think I saw... Man, we've been watching okay, so many every, Disney listen movies. Okay, everybody listen to this. All of Kenneth's Polynesian's friends, hit him up on a text and tell man, him what the... Okay. I, no, that that wasn't Moana. That was Escalante. Escalante. Okay, well, anyways, sorry, in, in Moana, for those who've seen it, little spoiler alert, mm-hmm. she has a grandmother. Mm-hmm. And the grandmother, she said, I'm the village crazy lady. And, like, she's dancing in the water... Well, that's my grandma. That's my mom mm. that raised me. She just could talk. Like, she's dancing, mm. talking, but she was wild, man. Like, she'd say, like, man. yeah. Anyway, so every time the movie comes on, mm-hmm. I cry. Mm. And my kids, not too long ago, we put it on, and my kids were like, um, my mom was like, hey, or my wife's like, what do you guys want to watch? And I was like, I was like, let's watch Moana. And we're mm. on a road trip driving somewhere, and both my kids in the backseat, you know, uh, dad, uh, nah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to watch it. And I was like, you love Moana. And they're like, yeah, but you're going to cry, dad. Uh, and I was like, and I go, you know what I am? I, I probably will. But mm-hmm. like, that helps me. That's not yeah. a bad thing. So I explained it to him. Mm-hmm. And so then the next time we watched it, we decided not to watch that time. But the next time we watched it, I actually smiled mm. and I really didn't cry because they understood. Yeah. Right. Yep. They understood what I was going through. And so for me, it's Moana, mm-hmm. um, but specifically during the holidays, it's the desserts my mom made. Mm, it's dang. the food. Oh, that's true. Her too. recipes. Mm, that's true too. Because you get that's those like too. you get those special desserts or recipes. She made this thing called gooey cake. Mm. 
And then she had this strawberry delight where it was like you take frozen strawberry, like fresh strawberries, mm-hmm. and you put ice cream in it and mix it all together with some other thing. And then you put it in the freezer and they harden together. But it's like a frozen strawberry ice cream drink. It's bomb. Super oh, bomb. Shoot. Yeah. I've never heard of that. And so we'd have it every single Christmas. And so I got the recipes from my sister. And then my dad, he'd make this thing called uh, pierogies, which is mm-hmm. a, a Polish. Um, I remember for those who haven't listened to my podcast where I was adopted by my grandmother and her husband who had no biological relationship to me. And so he'd make these pierogies. So mm. I try to do those types of things over mm. the holidays. And wow. what it does is it does make me cry. Yeah. And it reminds me of my childhood. Oh, yes. Mm. Yep. So yep. F- for everybody listening to this, I guess what Ken is saying, I'm saying is like, don't shy away right. from doing the things that your parents did or that remind you of them, but make it your own version mm-hmm. of it. Yep. Right, like touch upon it, taste the food, and yep. food has that emotional memory in they it. Do. You know, you smell it, you taste it, you're like, <laughs> oh man, like this mom's dessert yep. or this is dad's favorite thing. And by doing that, I get to share mm-hmm. them yep. with my children. Yep. So my children have a shared experience that I had from my childhood. Mm-hmm. The only difference was um, less beatings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no beatings, actually. Yeah. I'm actually, I actually don't uh, insult my kids to make a point. Right, right. You know, because if right. I did, I'd be a hypocrite as a therapist. Yeah. So there's a lot of other differences, but they still get to get that old school mm-hmm. and food, music, like entertainment, yep. like those really capture those emotions a lot. You know, it's crazy that you bring up food because I remember it was about a month or so ago. Um, Britt had made some cornbread. And early on in life, like cornbread for us was amazing. We used to put syrup on my cornbread as if it was like a, some type of breakfast type of thing. Yeah. And Britt looking like, you put syrup in your cornbread? And Brooklyn was like, you put. And so uh, I told him, like, hey, this is what I used to do when I was a kid. Me and my mom, we used to put syrup on our cornbread. It just makes it that much sweeter. And so Brooklyn tried it. was like, oh, this is good. And so she, like you mentioned, like they, she gets a shared experience of what it was like, not only with like, of me, but like me and my mom and what we used to do, or even putting rice up and you know, sugar on rice, you know, yeah. like sugar and butter on rice. And like, oh, what the heck? You put sugar and butter on rice? But that's what me and my mom did. And so I, I love what you said, like, create, like, basically the future and the past, like, you're fusing them together to create that shared experience with each other it's, by you who is in the present. It's the same crazy. meal, different era, different mm-hmm. people, but all family, regardless. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I, I was laughing when you were saying that because I'm like, I've tried that with a lot of things. My wife was cool with it, but I was like, hey, baby, can I cut up some cabbage, make some rice, and throw some spam in there? She's like, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> She's like, I'm not eating no spam. Like, you're good. And I was you. like, you know what? <laughs> I didn't really like it that much either. You know what I mean? It's just kind of one of those things. You put some soy sauce. You yep. hung out with the pa- Polynesian people, right? Yep, yep. And it's not, we're not talking about spam musubi. We're talking about like, Spam rice and cabbage, like yeah. that's how Hawaiians cook it up. Man, you know, and boom, 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 and the, she said, that's and the I waffle fry. And she's like, "Spam? Why would you spam?" I'm like, well, here's the thing: it lasts a long time. Mm-hmm. And when in Hawaii, those people were broke. Mm, that's true. So I mean, I can afford a better meat. So mm-hmm. we use, you know, chicken, whatever. But still, you know, still the food. Like there's certain things. Like my mom will make uh, um, Hawaiian fried rice, and mm. it's it's just like you know, it's it's the Hawaiian style of like the Japanese fried mm-hmm. rice. And I'll make that as I'm making it. I just like. Man. I don't know. It's like I get emotional because like yep. I smell my mom's kitchen. I'm feeling the emotions right now, man. Yep. Like I smell it. And those were the moments where my family was pretty chaotic growing up. Mm. And those were the best moments where there was no chaos. There was food and there's mm. family. There's love. That so connection. I want to hold on to those. So to the people listening to this, like, yeah, you're going to touch upon those things of the holidays, but don't avoid it. Right. Just try to try, try to create it. So it's like, it's special to you guys mm-hmm. now. 
but also too, don't overplan it. So right. that was the thing I was going to say when it comes to vacations, when it comes to holiday things to try to create your own, um, new, uh, experiences because you're trying to, mm-hmm. um, have something different from your family and your yep. parents. Um, great. Start your own traditions, but be really careful that you don't have it so structured that, you know, kids are unpredictable, right? Schedules are unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Have it more realistic where that, so for example, if you're going to go do something like me and my kids, you know, every year we go to a feast with the beast over at the, the zoo. The oh, oh, okay. And the they zoo feed, okay. can feed the zoo, like in pumpkins, they put their food in pumpkins, the, the oh, elephants stomp damn. them out, what? the lion or the tigers rip them apart, right? So it's kind of cool. And so, um, you know, that's our tradition. And, you know, and mm. for, uh, for one year, you know, we missed it. And my mm-hmm. wife was really bummed out. I'm like, hey, listen, that's our tradition, mm. but it doesn't make or break our experience. Right. So I would just tell people to have some realistic ex- ex- experiences mm-hmm. or expectations. Yep. Um, because when you're trying to honor the death of a loved one, it can put a lot of pressure on you to make it perfect. True. So and true. so, you know, it is like with your mm-hmm. mom and stuff like that. It's like you want to honor, but then again, you don't want to be like grumpy and irritable yep. with your kids because you're like, we got to get through on time. Yep. We're not yep. there. And then all of a sudden the kid's like, this is not fun. Like, I don't, I don't like this. Like, yeah. Right. Like that. We thought we we're coming here to have fun. You're mm-hmm. looking pretty pissed off. Yep. So just, just, just be careful that for those of you, you know, out there, you know, taking these, these uh, yeah. ideas to heart. That's real. Um, before we wrap up, is, is there anything else you can think of? Man, no, that's shoot. That's about it right there, man. I thought you were going to say one more thing, and probably if I bring it up, you probably oh, say I'll shoot. It. Uh-oh, say it, say um, it. Writing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a huge one. They, they, man, that's a huge one. I didn't even, my mom was like a secret writer. I'm like, dang, when the heck did you write all this stuff down and stuff? Um, but, yeah, writing for me, that's, that's, that's like a getaway, a gateway. I started writing when I was nine ten years old um but my writing in, in the beginning was more poetically yeah and so nowadays my writing i still do it poetically and in regards to like the rhythmic form of it yeah. but uh yeah my mom man she was a i found out that she was just like this writer she's she she's documented like a, a lot of things a lot of things and i'm like and Jesus. i knew that from your book right yeah and so some of my clients the reason why i brought that up is some of my clients mm-hmm. they said um they do all those things for family but one thing that they wish that their parent would have done is they wish their parent would have done like a journal of the holidays, yep. like write about the experience. Like, Hey, we went here, went mm-hmm. there. And they're like, I wish I could have read that. So yep. what they're doing now so that their kids, cause like, Hey, the reality is we're going to die. Yes. And if it goes well, we'll die before our kids. Yes. That's the goal. We don't want mm-hmm. them to die before us. Right. right? That's true. So writing these experiences, like the um, uh, holiday journal, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. It's like, yeah, this Thanksgiving we did this. And just, you know, pinpointing the, f- yep. the fun experiences and then just keeping that. And then every year get in that holiday journal, mm-hmm. write it. And then before you know it, your kids are grown. They can look back at those times and you can kind of see like a paper trail yep. of all the different experiences you had and even the different ideas you did to keep your mom part of the conversation. Yes. And you know, that's why I like Facebook, too. Um, Facebook gives me like Facebook memories. I'm like, dang. And it's crazy because sometimes, matter of fact, there was one picture I took in college and my mom had reposted that picture on her Facebook. And it was one day where I was just like going through it emotionally. And I went on Facebook and the Facebook memory came up and it was that photo that I took in college with this little kid. And on my arm, I have a tattoo of my mom's face on it. And yeah, yeah, my mom circled it and her little caption says, I will always be there. And I was like, whoa, that was like some deep stuff for me to have. That hit for like, you hard. It hit me like it was a, a time where I was going through it. And I went on Facebook and to see that post of, you know, me taking a picture of a little kid with her face right there. And she's circling and says, I will always be there. I was like, dang, that gave me the chills. I was like, wow. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, you guys, thank you so much uh, for listening to us. Take the time out of your day just to kind of. 
you know, peek behind the curtain mm-hmm. to see what some of our thoughts are about, especially over the holidays. You know, I think it goes without saying from what Kay and I have been talking about, like our heart goes out to anyone yes. that is struggling right now during the holidays. For each and every one of you listening to this, um, even if you haven't lost a loved one, you might be going through some loss of a relationship mm. and the holidays. It, there's so much pressure from yes. the media and, and marketing to like happy holidays, be it perfect. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking to people like screw the holidays, man, this is making me sadder. Like right. I'm already sad. Now I got to realize that I'm alone. Yep. I'm, I'm divorced. I'm, I went yep. through a breakup or maybe I lost my job. And so the holidays can be some, some sad, deep, dark times for people. Right. I just encourage people to don't run away from it completely. Mm-hmm. Don't distract yourself with being busy all the time. Right. Touch upon it, especially if it's the first year without a loved one or a first year after a big you know, divorce or big mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Touch upon those things. Allow yourself to feel the pain, but be really careful not to sit too long and marinate it too Ooh. long because that could have adverse effects. You don't mm-hmm. want to go down the pain rabbit hole. Mm-mm. you know. But you do want to acknowledge that you're hurting, you're struggling, you miss your loved ones, you miss the life that you had, and properly grieve the changes in life because death is just not... Um, someone dying, mm-hmm. uh, the death of a relate. I mean, grief is not just someone dying is what I meant to say. It's the loss of any significant, important, intimate relationship in your life and the changes of things that you couldn't predict. So, you know, take it from us, the OGs that have been through a number of things. You guys, um, these are great examples. These great ideas, music, entertainment, mm-hmm. food, yes. keeping those traditions, but Especially also making food. a new version of those traditions. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you guys. As always, remember, you can follow us on social media you can follow Kenneth on Instagram and all of his social media at kscott underscore two. Yep, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm active on Instagram a little bit. You're getting better. You're getting better. Uh, last time I couldn't remember my handle, so that's not that a good That was sign. crazy. I was like, I was trying to remember it for you. I said, I'm dang like, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's David underscore K-O-Z-L-O-W-S-K-I underscore on YouTube. We're OG Therapy. If you want to go to Patreon and pay $5 a month, you can get a bunch of extra content, two years of extra content mm-hmm. uh, on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com backslash OG Therapy. And until next time, you guys, just remember if your life and the holidays got you down your knees and Lord, please, why do I got to go through all this hurt and pain? Don't forget, you can always press play and listen to your OGs. Mm-hmm. Until next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.